fitness, even though it looks easy on the outside, those people that you're working with, if you're a customer, if you're a client to somebody, I hope that you have a little bit more of an appreciation of what they might be going through. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Fitness Lion Down podcast. I am your host and owner extraordinaire, Corey Kripe. I want you guys to realize something, and I know this might seem, oh boy, I don't even know what the word is to describe it. Being in the fitness industry is not easy. We all think it might be, like especially if you're from the outside looking in, you might just imagine that, well, hey, it's it's somebody wearing athletic clothes and they're just showing people how to do exercises. It must be a really nice life to just wear kind of loose clothing. And, you know, if you come into our gym, you notice that we don't wear shoes. And it's like, ah, that's something I could do. Now, yeah, maybe you could do it. Maybe you couldn't. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, especially in the beginning, when you are a young fitness professional and you're hungry and you want to make it work, there's a lot of sacrifice that has to happen. And so many people, like I mentioned, from the outside looking in, they don't appreciate that as much. And I'm sure it's the same way as like if I look at a, a successful lawyer or doctor and I see the things that they own and I judge them based on the money they make. And I'm like, wow, that must be a great life to sit there and not even have to worry about money or, you know, I can buy all the toys that I want. But that's kind of ignorant of me, right? Because that took a lot of education that took a lot of discipline in their lives to get to that point so you know never judge the book by the cover now here's the thing in the fitness profession right why i I just been thinking about this recently but why do people get into this why why do they want to make this a career if they can and of course I, i think the ultimate answer is well we want to help people right us as fitness professionals, whether you're a personal trainer, whether you're some kind of fitness coach, strength coach, whatever you want to label yourself, you have in the past have had a beneficial experience with exercise, with weight training. And you've noticed that that has helped you. And you feel like this is the way to help other people is by showing them how to exercise properly because nobody is going to say nowadays that physical activity is not important, that you shouldn't do it, right? We all recognize whether we do it or not, we can all recognize the importance of physical activity, of strength training, of exercising, of cardiovascular work, right? Nobody can say it's not important. But us as fitness professionals, we've had such a, we've been affected in a positive way so much by this that we're willing to show other people how to do this. And sometimes there lies in, The problem is that if it worked for me, it's going to work for you. So these kind of exercises that I'm doing for me, well, because they make me feel better and they make my biceps look bigger, that's what's going to happen to you. And that's what you want. However, what happens when you're some 20-year-old male just out of college and you have this mentality and you are working with a 60-year-old female? We got to have an honest conversation about that because the way I trained as a 20-year-old male, I can't force grandma to do that. Now, maybe I can, but I'm not going to get paid for very long because grandma's going to be smart and she's going to fire me because she doesn't want to do that kind of stuff. However, so we have to be able to, 
this is this is the exciting part of what we do. This is why it's not so much just, oh, sets and reps, and we're going to show somebody an exercise, and they're going to get better. Us as fitness professionals, we have to... We have to, we have to, we have to, diagnose is not the word. We have to provide the right dosage of exercise to a person. We have to meet them where they're at. And this is the beautiful thing about the system that we've developed here at Fitness Lying Down and how we, how we nurture people through the system is we don't take them right away and we don't give them the hardest stuff right away. That's kind of like old school mentality. I, I would think about it this way. As a fitness professional, especially as a young fitness professional, we get somebody that hires us and we get so giddy. We get so excited and we want to, we want to make sure we don't suck, right? Because we want them. We love repeat customers. We want, we don't want just clients. We want fanatics. We want people that are going to, going to talk about us to everybody. They know, Oh, have you ever heard about fitness line down? Man, you got to go. They're so great. That's what we want to do. But as a young fitness professional, because I mean, let's be, let's be honest. If it's not our, our experience in the industry, our knowledge. I mean, we're just pretty limited. We're very, we're very at the bottom of everything. And that's okay. You have to start somewhere. But we get that new client and we feel like, hey, they, in order to get a successful workout, they need to be sore. They need to be sore and they need to be puking almost like they, they, they should almost want to throw up after their session because it was so fantastic. They should be exhausted after their session. And we, we got all, we got all the tools to do that. I mean, we could burpee them for days. We can do jump squats. We can do push-ups. We can do all these crazy things to get their heart rates jacked up through the roof. And so that they leave and they're like, wow, that was an amazing session. Corey sure knows what he's doing. Cause I feel like I'm going to puke, but I, I don't know. Maybe I've gotten older and a little bit more gentle and maybe I've listened, right? I think I've talked about this. People don't necessarily want that. So we have to be professional about this. We have to be the professional. So if somebody comes in, this can be sometimes the hardest client is a person that comes in day one and they just want to break records. Like they just want to PR. They want to go beast mode on day one. I have to pull them back. And usually the conversation I have with them is how has that gone for you in the past? When you want to go balls to the wall, when you want to just drive everything, crush everything and be number one, how has that worked for you in the past? And typically the, the response is, well, it's worked okay until I got injured. And it seems like as you peel back that onion, you find out their history of fitness and trying to beast mode things. There's been a lot of injuries in their past. And is it not, not correct that insanity can be the definition, can be defined by doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result? So if, if bench pressing hurts my shoulder, well, if I keep bench pressing, it's going to get better, but it doesn't. However, we keep lying to ourselves. We keep, we keep sabotaging ourselves. And I don't know why we do that. It's human nature. It's the weirdest thing. And I'm guilty of it more than the next person. So all of a sudden I had this conversation with somebody and it's like, okay, you've done it this long and you've gotten injured how many times? Why don't we redirect our way of doing things? And why don't you just take a chance and listen to me? Let me be the professional here. And I, that usually works, right? They, they go through the system. And again, we have a system of training. It's not just randomly throwing exercises at somebody and hoping it sticks and just giving them this amazing session where they want to puke and they're sore for days. All of a sudden now you've got people that are leaving your gym saying, wow, I feel better about that. But here's the deal. As I mentioned, 
being in this industry is not easy. And it's not not easy. The double negative, I apologize. I think I'm making sense here. It's not easy just because of you trying to reel back somebody that wants to go all out on day one. I tell you what, in the beginning, in the beginning, there was no. It's it's difficult because time, right? You and if you're working at a gym and you're a personal trainer, now you as the client, or you as yeah, you as the client, you as the customer. You're like, holy cow, I'm paying this much money per hour for this personal trainer. Yeah, no, you're not. That personal trainer sees a fraction of the money you pay. A lot of that money goes to the gym. So that sucks. It, it just flat out does. And the hours are no good, right? And I'm not complaining about this because I work early mornings and I have worked late evenings. But when you're making pennies and you come in, I mean, you're waking up at 3, 4 in the morning so you can be at your first session hoping that that client shows up. And if they don't, then you're stuck with the dilemma. Well, do I charge them? No, because I'm a nice person. I don't want to charge them because they're going to get mad at me, even though it's strictly written that if they don't cancel their session, they get charged. But I'm still, I just don't want them to be mad at me. So you never charge them, right? And you've just wasted an hour to two hours of your, of your life waiting for somebody that never showed up and you're not making any money. It doesn't make any sense. So anyway, I digress. So you work a few hours in the morning because everybody wants to work out before work. And then most of the people go to work and maybe you have a few clients in the middle of the day. Maybe you have a group training session that you're going to be leading. But for the most part, you really don't have much going on during the day. And then you got to be back on and ready to go for the after work crowd. So you're working a lot of retail hours and you're working like a crazy split shift. You're early in the morning. You're late in the evening. You still have to rest. You still have to get your nutrition in. You still have to get your own workout in. You still have to continue learning and educating yourself because as professionals, we cannot be just complacent with where we're at. We need to continue learning and growing and improving. Those are long days. And if you look at, again, return on investment or you know, if you're doing the numbers, if I'm working all these crazy hours, and my day is really spread thin, but I'm only making so much money per hour. You do the math. You're not making a lot of money. And I don't want to come off as greedy or selfish because once again, I think I, think I felt like I've said once again a few times, we are in this industry to help people, period. We're not, we really don't even, we shudder to charge somebody for their session. We, we cringe when we have to ask them to pay for their session. Most of us. I used to be. Because I was, I was insecure. I didn't know my, I didn't know the value of what I did. So I was like, yeah, you know, if you could pay me now, that'd be great. Maybe later. I don't know. You know, I only need to eat. It's, it's not a big thing. Um, so, but that's how we treat it. It's so sad. I see so many people in the industry get burnt out. And this is the problem with the fitness industry. We have some really great people. We have some great people that have a lot of potential to be leaders in this industry. And they start the wrong way. And they get burnt out because here, here's what happened to me. I'm trying to be a fitness professional because that's what I got my degree in. And I'm just thinking to myself, wow, I got a degree. I should be making a lot of money right now. Well, shock, <laughs> uh, kind of a slap in the face. I'm not making a lot of money and I have to pay a student loan now. This is not the way I plan this to be. And I just always think because I heard it once said and I think about Mama Cripe like, when did Mama Cripe ever say when I was growing up, boy, I can't wait till Corey grows up and becomes a personal trainer. Yeah. 
I'll be so proud of my boy when he gets that. Um, now my mom is a very supportive person. Like she would never, she's actually very, she's proud of me in college and she never second guessed my degree. And now she, you know, she's very proud of me because I own a gym that's rather successful and it's fantastic. But getting back to the original point where I think I forgot a little bit of where I was going, uh, degrees, college. Yes. Here's where we are. Sorry. Maybe I should edit that out, but maybe I shouldn't because then you understand the real me and you see how my brain scatters and I try to shiny object moments all over. I had to get a second job, right? I couldn't make enough money to support myself, let alone now I'm newly married. There's more things going on. I had to get a second job to start making ends meet. And that was a shot to my humility or actually that was a shot to my pride that brought me back to being more humble. Because here I'm sitting here thinking, like, I've got a college education. I had an internship with the Chicago Bulls. I'm Corey Kripe. Like, you hire me, and I'm going to make a lot of money. And that didn't happen. And all of a sudden, like, everything just gets deflated. I'm working these hard-to-work, I mean, not hard-to-work, but just these hours that it's like, oh, my days are so long, and I'm not making enough money. So I had to get the second job, and I ended up working in a restaurant, which I've done. Like, that's been my gig throughout college, and... I do well with it. I like it. I liked it. I, I would never do it again. Um, however, boom, had to get a second job. And that's what happens to most fitness professionals is we wear ourselves so thin that we, we can't actually enjoy our life as much, right? And I will say as a young person, especially a single person, kind of gaining your way into and you know preparing yourselves for other responsibilities, you shouldn't have much of a life, I guess. Um, you should be willing to work a lot of hours Start, you know, that's how it should be. Working those hours, putting in all that work in the beginning, put all that work in the front. So at the back end, you don't have to be as worn out and strained out. And young people, I, I like the joke, but it's also kind of true. This fitness profession that I belong to is kind of a young person's game. I, I go to bed at nine at night I, and I get up at four in the morning. Like I can't, I can't stay up late and do sessions. You know, I mean, staying, staying in the gym till 6 p.m. I mean, I'm, I'm ready to go to bed by then. You know, I'm ready to start putting on my pajamas and getting my, my sleep mode going on. So it's hard to, you know, it's hard to stay up in that. So that's why I've got young coaches and it works very well for me. But I digress once again. I apologize. Getting back. So much money for your personal training hours. The person that's actually designing your program and passionately and enthusiastically taking you through your program is not seeing as much of that money as you might think. Um, they might be working a second job. This might be, it might be a stressful time in their life, you know, based on where the world is and things like this. There's a lot of things that go on and <laughs> bless those hearts out there because I tell all their coaches this, you are only allowed to have good and great days, right? I don't want to say fitness is like entertaining. You know, we, I've heard people talk about this before about being an inner trainer, but you do have to have, you have to be on. Like when you have got people on the floor, if you're having a bad day, you cannot let that show because the clients will see that. And I mean, okay, let's just say if, if a family member died or your beloved dog died or something, that's a little different. But if you're just having a crappy day because you're just, it's a day and we all have those, like allow yourself to have that day, but don't bring it on the gym floor. You are there to support other people. You need to be lifting people up. And in the end, what happens? It's, it's so counterintuitive. The more you give, the more you get. So if I'm, and it happens, like I'm going to be honest, any of our fitness line down clients that are listening to this, 
I have sessions where I'm, I, I, dread is not the word, but I just, I'm like, I have no energy right now to do this. All I want to do is take a nap. Again, I'm old. <laughs> I want to take a nap at three in the afternoon. But I tell you what, there's something magical that happens. All of a sudden, they start coming in. The energy starts increasing. It's like, boom, boom. It's just like, there's like a bass. Boom, boom, boom. And, I'll, you know, it's like, I just, I'm back on. Like, it's like Superman and sunshine. Clients for me gives me energy. And all of a sudden, it's like, okay. And I'm, I'm all over. I'm coaching. I'm, you know, I'm joking. We're having a lot of fun. Just basically every, every day here, fitness line down. And I almost forget about being tired again. I'm not tired anymore. I'm, I'm jacked up. I'm ready to go. Could be my third cup of coffee that afternoon. I don't know. Just kidding. It's not three cups. It's only two cups. But it is okay to be off in your day. But as a fitness professional, you can't bring that to the floor. People are paying. They're paying you, yes, because you know what you're doing. And you're able to give them the programming that they're, they're looking for. But, and I've talked about this in other episodes, you're also providing an environment. And if your environment is like, if they come in and they don't know who they're going to get, if, is Corey going to be sad today? Is he going to be kind of grumpy and frumpy? That's going to affect them. You know, but it's like, nope, I know every time I come in, you know, Corey's usually pretty on. And I'll joke with people because I'll work with some people in the early morning. And for whatever reason, a couple weeks later, they have to come in later on in the evening. And I'm there. I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so down right now. You know, it's just being later in the day, I'm a little bit more tired. And they're like, what are you talking about? You're, you're as cheerful right now as you were right away in the morning when I saw you. So being consistent as that fitness professional. You know, if you have a, if you have a mundane job and I'm not, you know, I'm not poking fun at this and I'm not insulting anybody, but if you have a job as a data entry person or something like that, where your personality really isn't a part of the job, then you can afford to be kind of grumpy and treat your coworkers accordingly. But man, when it comes to fitness, like we have to be on and it is fun to be on. I I've seen so many people, like so many coaches, they're talking, they're kind of, you know, coaches have to complain to coaches. Right. And all of a sudden, like, as soon as it's time to go, man, there's just like a new person when they walk out the door. It's like, all right, here we go. We are doing it. We're all so excited. And it's a great thing to see. It takes a special person like this. I think this is what I'm trying to talk about is it takes such a special person to be in the fitness industry, to help the general population. And that's what we call it. The people, they're not, they're not competing for any like gold prize. They're not, they're not training to win money. They're working out so they can live better in their life. And that's a serious responsibility for us. Like, we don't want to screw that up. We want to give you the freedom. We want to give you the, the ability, the strength to live your life with grace and to be moving freely and without reservation, without hesitation. Oh, I'm scared I'm going to, if I bend over and pick that thing up, my back's going to go out. We want to be there. We want to hear your success stories. We want to hear how, you know, I'm just, okay, so... Total true story here. One of our clients gifted us with this beautiful box of fruit and, you know, peanuts in the shell. And it's, I love these kind of things this time of year. And she was talking about, you know, she belongs to this club and they're putting all these boxes together over the weekend. And she was being asked like, hey, can I help you carry that? Can I help you lift that? And she's like, no, I, I can do this. And, you know, what a great feeling that is to have people like, oh, no, can I help you? Because, you know, you're frail and I'm afraid that you might hurt yourself. It's like, no, I, I can totally lift this. I, I've been working out. This is what I've been training for. And to be strong, to be efficient. Like there is something, man, woman, whatever, there is something beautiful 
about being strong. I mean, everybody deserves to be strong. And that's what we provide here at Fitness Line Down. And as I'm just kind of thinking a little bit more about this, there was, there was actually a point where I was getting burnt out in the industry. I was ready to leave. I, I couldn't think what I wanted to do. I mean, this is after my degree. I was working in this gym, the corporate gym that I um, inevitably got fired from. And I was loving it though. Like I really did enjoy that position, but I was starting to get burnt out. And I think this happens a lot to the fitness professionals as well. Is we keep doing this, we feel like we're doing the same thing day in and day out and we're counting reps and, you know, I'm going to say this right now and I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but I have a tendency to do that. The one thing that's helped me out so much in my career and being more energetic and enthusiastic about fitness is not doing one-on-one -on -one personal training anymore. So there are times in this gym where we might see one person. So we actually have a setup that we can see multiple people in a session, a personal training session. We can see multiple people in that session and have one coach. And that is such, it's the best thing in the world when it comes to this, this, this profession. And it, it keeps things energetic and it just, it's, I can't say enough. It's the best thing. It's the best thing in this profession when you're doing personal training. But if you're doing one-on-one -on -one personal training, there's a lot of emotional draining that happens every hour. Like usually that's what happens. You see a client for an hour. And again, if, if I'm making somebody feel bad about this, I'm sorry, but this is my own experience and I, I just know how this goes. You have to give this one person like all your attention, all your energy for an hour. And then when they're done, you might have another person that comes in. Same thing. Boom, boom, boom. Another person. Boom, boom, boom. Not only is it physically demanding our profession, and I love that it's physically demanding. I feel great that I have a job that I'm so active in. Like I couldn't imagine myself sitting in a chair working eight hours a day just like that. But working with multiple people, there's not that time for small talk. And that usually, I mean, how many times can you ask somebody about their weekend? <laughs> you know, it's like, so what are you doing this weekend? Oh, that's, that's great. Exciting. It's like, oh man, just, I just want to get done with this session, please. I'm so bored. And usually the client's kind of like, yes, yeah, talk to people that do one-on-one -on -one personal training. Who are the clients? They're like, it's kind of creepy. You know, this person's always over me and doing this and that. And I can't wait to talk more to you guys about how we do things like this and how it's such an advantage. But right now, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to leave the industry is because I just feel like here I'm sitting here training this one person for so many years. I know this person inside and out. I know all their family things, whatever. And I'm just, I'm just getting burnt out of all this. The hours are long. And even though like pay was okay where I was at, it was just like, mm, I wanted to find something different. But again, I couldn't think of what I wanted to do that was different. I, I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't imagine myself sitting at a desk for eight hours. I don't know. I, I couldn't think of what I wanted to do. And as I was ready to walk away from the industry, like, I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to try to find a job. I'm going to try to find one of those great jobs where I can make a lot of money and not do a lot of work. <laughs> no matter who you are, that is such a myth. I'm just, that's it right there. If, if, if anybody tells you that this job, you know, your dream job, your, whatever, if you're going to make a lot of money and not have to do a lot of work, it is a scam. Run away. You have to work hard. There's no doubt about it. Whatever job profession you take, if you want to be successful, you have to put in the work. And that's, that's, that's what it is in the fitness industry. So fortunately, I was able to get to the point where I, you know, it's almost like docility is the word I've been struggling with lately. You know, we, we hear about how 
docile is almost a negative thing. Like, oh, if you're docile, you're subservient or something like that. No, I've learned recently that docility, being docile is being willing, is willing to learn, allowing yourself to be educated, allowing yourself to be corrected when you're wrong. And I think I mentioned this in a previous episode, but a lot of us in the industry, man, we're not docile. We are not ready to learn. We are not ready to admit that we have made a mistake and maybe we can do things better. No, we're just used to what we do day in and day out. And it's such a weird cycle because like if I'm getting bored of what I'm doing day in and day out, but I don't want to change it. Well, what do you expect? You'd expect to get burnt out. Fortunately for me, I don't know what it was because I'm not this kind of person. But as I was getting burnt out, all of a sudden I started kind of going down other paths of fitness, of different ways of doing things. And again, I was thinking to myself like, man, I'm making great programs here, blah, blah, blah. But for some reason, you know, they'll say when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And right when I was ready to kind of give up, that's when I started going down some of these rabbit holes. I started learning about natural movement and I started reclaiming the joy of fitness. I started remembering why I was doing this in the beginning. It wasn't so laborious and such a job. It was actually fun. It was fun to go to the gym. It was fun to work out. It was fun to train people early on. Like the excitement, the, the rush you would get when you hear about somebody's success story or you saw somebody that actually did, a, you know, they PR'd in the gym. They had a personal record and you were the reason why they did it, you know, because you were coaching them, you were motivating them, you were helping them. Boy, that's, that's such a great feeling. And so I just started, I started reclaiming that joy. And it was such a great, it's such a good feeling. And then that's when I started getting into the DVRT, the sandbag training. Um, and that just really, I, I, I look back at that a lot. I look back at the time that I was thinking about leaving the industry. And I'm so glad I didn't. Um, I, I couldn't imagine missing out on the chances that I've had to meet the people that I have, to help the people I have, and to do what I'm doing. Like, I, I can't think of another thing, you know, and I've talked about this before, maybe not in this podcast, maybe not in any episodes, but as personal trainers, like we always talk about like, Ooh, that personal, that, that trainer is so passionate, right? We use that word passion a lot and there's nothing wrong with being passionate about what you're doing. That's a, that's a good thing, right? But what happens when that passion wears off? Okay. Marriage. Now, totally, hopefully I can make this connect. I've been married for 18 years now as of this date. I've been married for a little over 18 years. And love, right? We talk about love, but we don't necessarily know, especially early on, we don't know what love is. Like, I love this person. I love pizza. I love watching football. Well, it seems like that's some different levels of love, but we all equate it as just love, right? Well, what happens when, that, when the feeling of love disappears? That that the love that I have is actually kind of more of a selfish love. I love how that person makes me feel. I think that's where we are in the beginning of our relationships. And that's not a problem. That's not a problem, but we need to grow, right? We need, we need to learn that love is a verb and not just a, a describing word, right? Not just an adjective. Love is action. And what happens when the, the feeling of love goes away? Do we, do we stop acting? in love? Do we stop loving this person? Hopefully not, but I, you know, this kind of happens sometimes in marriage. So after 18 years of marriage, I'll tell you there's, well, there's no time that I don't love my wife. I always love my wife, but there might be times that we don't like each other and that's okay. Um, so that's when it, I don't, if that makes sense, cause now I'm going to bring it back to fitness, being passionate, right? 
I'm passionate about fitness. I'm passionate about helping people. And in the beginning, I might be passionate about helping that person because it makes me feel better, right? But what happens when that passion starts fizzling out? And it will fizzle out. There's a honeymoon phase to everything. And we have to be realistic. Like this is the one thing I can't stand in the fitness industry is we always feel like we have to be this 100% passionate person. No, you don't have to be, right? But what you need to do, especially if you want to have longevity in the fitness industry, is you have to learn how to take that passion and move it to purpose. How is, how is my being involved in fitness? How is my being involved helping people? How is that my purpose and not just my passion? Like I can still be enthusiastic about it and I can still be passionate about it, no doubt. But purpose, purpose is where longevity happens because now I, I realize that on those good days, on those bad days, I can, I can give myself permission to have a bad day. Maybe not on the training floor, but I can be like, you know what? I don't feel like going to work today. Believe it or not, that happens. And that's okay. We don't have to think, boy, does that mean something? Like if I don't want to go to work today, does that mean that I don't want to do this anymore? And maybe I am getting tired of doing this. Does that mean I don't want to do this anymore? No, you know what? That's, that's what we call life. That's what we call the human experience. Everybody has this. The grass is never, ever greener on the other side. So when you look at some other fitness professional on the social media and they look like they're having the time of their life and that things are always great where they are, the sunshine is up and you know, cotton candy and unicorns and lollipop fields. No, that person's having bad days too. That's just reality. We're, we're not, I, I don't think we're wired to have, to be 100% enthusiastic and passionate and happy all the time. We can put on that face for sure and sometimes it's necessary. But when I, can, when I can discover now that being in this fitness industry, working some of these hard hours, right? And right now, we've got it set up perfectly that my hours, I love my hours. I, I'm very happy where I am right now. Um, and if that changes, that changes. I'm, I'm going to be okay with it because you know why? This is my purpose. This is not my passion. This industry does not necessarily define who I am. No, that's, you know, that's... I'm not, I'm other things before I'm a fitness professional, right? I have a wife and kids at home. I'm a husband and father first. But I'm so grateful that I can do something that I love, like how I love working with people and working in the fitness industry. But on those days that are not that great, that's okay too. Because guess what? It's my purpose. So I don't have to, I don't have to convince myself that I'm, not passionate or passionate. I just have to realize that this is my purpose. And how do I know that this is my purpose? Because my gym door is still open. I still walk through this door and I'm still given the gifts of being able to train people and to have the awesome experience and privilege to be a boss to three wonderful staff members. Like that's how I know it's my purpose. When that's taken away from me, then maybe I might have to change a little bit. But right now, <laughs> I get up every morning and I, I, think, I thank God that I've, I'm given this opportunity to find a way to make money and do it in a way that I love. And, you know, hey, and I don't have to wear shoes. What a great benefit. So <laughs> hopefully I wasn't all over the board with this one. I just, I got a lot of things in my heart right now and on my mind. And maybe it's just the end of the year, uh, re recollecting, reviewing my past. Um, it's always good to know where you came from. But don't, don't dwell on the past, right? I like to reflect and just, you know, I've been looking at some of the older pictures of our gym and seeing how we've expanded and just the growth and opportunity and the services that we're able to provide now. It's just a wonderful thing. 
but I don't I don't look back at oh man you know it was so good back then you know yeah it had its ups and it guess what it had its downs because life always has its ups and downs it's what you make of it that makes you a better person so I, I use the past to reflect on but I only use the past because I'm moving forward I am looking to the future and in a few weeks we're gonna be celebrating in a new year and I've got some big plans I'm very excited about it and I'm excited to talk to you guys more about fitness I'm excited to talk to you, you fitness professionals out there. That maybe, are you passionate? That's great. Do you find this to be your purpose? Are you at that point right now? Do you struggle? Hey, that's okay. We all struggle. We can help each other out, right? There's a community out there that wants to help you out. For you, the, the fitness enthusiast, maybe you have a personal trainer that you go to. Maybe you do group training. You know, Maybe you have somebody that's coaching you in your group training sessions, giving you that perspective. That even though what you see on that person that's not how it is. It's a hard business to be in. There's a lot of, lot of uh, giving of oneself, and that's a great thing. But man, some people are not made to be in this industry, and that's okay as long as they can find what their purpose is. All right. I feel like I keep uh, going on and on, and I'm trying to like do this whole deep thoughts at the end, life's meaning. I don't have life's meaning. I'm sorry. But you guys, this was a fun episode. I appreciate it. I appreciate you for listening. And guess what? Until we meet again... Godspeed.